Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Remember those letter jackets from high school? Well, these days, kids can get one for playing video games. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo and joining me as always... My name is Ben Vanell, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Joining us, rounding out the trio on a warm Melbourne day. The rumours are true. My name is Adam Knox and we're back in Ben's house and Ben, I'm going to... Out you for, oh. <laughs> for having a weird fruit bowl because you know what's in the fruit bowl? Uh, Three apples and one lemon. <laughs> 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 like it's a little trick in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm Should. trying to see if you guys will pick up a lemon and take a big bite out of it. <laughs> oh, that's good apple, Billy. You, you got fooled, idiot. Yeah, it's a been color blindness test. Look at these three apples. Oh, that one's a yeah. bit bumpy, but yeah. maybe that means it's really delicious. <laughs> the flavor's bursting ah, out of the skin. A, a granny yellow, uh, yellow delicious is what I should have. <laughs> You'd already yellow. said the word delicious, so I wanted to do a different one. <laughs> the royal yellow, an acid jazz apple. Oh, that's not bad. Nice, acid nice. jazz it's, genre. It's just to um, to let people know that I'm up for a lemon party. Okay, yeah. Okay, very nice. Those blue waffles symbol. that are on the table are, are nice as well. I don't mind the look of them. <laughs> so it's on your coffee table. Yep. Um, in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. So that says to me what you're, you're kicking back with a movie. You're reaching <laughs> into the bowl. You cut, you're cutting it in half. You're just treating yourself to a bit of zest. <laughs> a little bit of citrus. Yeah. Well, my, my drinks card is just over there. Okay. For a bottle of gin. Okay. Yep. Um, Some cough medicine (laughs) (laughs) I provide for everyone's taste Yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you Yeah, yeah, yeah Yum, yum You boys gonna go in on anything for Black Friday? It's Cyber Monday already Stop living in the past Oh, man Well, it's it's, Wait, is it really? It was was No, no, Black Friday's this Friday Because Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet But all the fucking sales have been on for ages Because they want money And it's Australia It's weird Black Friday and Cyber Monday and shit Like, when when did Black Friday I really start coming in here within the last decade for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd say even within the last five years. Maybe it was quite recent. I feel like it was a fresh sort of thing. Yeah, that was already happening about five years ago. I think so. Have we? Maybe we've drawn this comparison on the podcast in years previous, but I feel like this is our generation. You know how like people who are in their fifties or whatever mm. they hate that Halloween has started to come in in Australia to yeah. such a to such a big effect. Yeah, I reckon this is our generation's. We're like. Black Friday, it's about fucking Thanksgiving. It's an American thing. We shouldn't have it here. We shouldn't have the sales. We should be paying full price for things <laughs> yeah. up until Boxing Day. It's that American crap. Keep it out of this country. Over here we play the recommended retail price. <laughs> Not this bizarre. Yeah, it like, I don't want tipping to come in here. No. no. Sales is fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, saying is as, as the way of indicating after a plural. 
Mm-hmm. That's also fine, apparently, the way mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. Sales are fine. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, right, Your right. Majesty. Sales the way is I fine, saw. eh? Sales is fine. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I saw when it was Halloween. I don't remember if I saw this in real life. I mustn't have. It was an internet thing, probably. But someone had like put a, a sign up on their door being like, if any fucking kids come around here wanting candy, yeah. first <laughs> of all, it's lollies. Second of all, it's Australia. And Halloween doesn't happen here, you little cunts. <laughs> it's like, well, a good thing Australian rudeness is still alive <laughs> yeah, and well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So what's our version of that? No junk mail, especially... If it's about goddamn Black Friday sales <laughs> yes. and deals, I've been looking at the, the the sales and stuff, but I don't know. There's nothing we need to get really. Yeah, it's that's all just material. That's man. the annoying thing. Like you, you try to be like, well, what if in three months I'll need a new hard drive? I guess I'll get it now. Mm. But it's impossible to know what the future holds. Absolutely. You can't do it. And like, uh, I, so I, true. I, I want, <laughs> Thank dude, you. you're really speaking <laughs> truth you. to power. No, I've been thinking a lot about a lot of different things. That's one of the little nuggets of wisdom I've come up with. There's more to come. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. You're a real lemon in an apple bowl. Just <laughs> <laughs> a, a unique individual. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I don't need to get anything right now. I That's guess we've fine. already got consoles and PCs now. Yeah. yeah. And then on sale, you still can't get PS5s. Man, it's so mm. crazy. Speaking of video games. Yep. Uh, I'll allow it. I, <laughs> thank you, Your Honor. And then I'm going to have to ask you to go back to talking about fruit once you're done with this diversion. <laughs> I, I absolutely will, Your Honor. <laughs> Your Honor, I barely know. It does feel like Tommy is the judge because we're slightly lower than him on our chairs. And in mm. status. And in status, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the fact that people still can't get PS5s and Series Xs and stuff and it's like crazy. The, the, it, all these shortages seem to be lasting at least another year. Mm. Is is going to make a very disappointing Christmas happen for some poor children out there? Mm-hmm. Do you think poor that's- as in like well. unlucky? Because if <laughs> you're uh, yes, uh, PS Five isn't on the table for plenty of people and. Patreon.com. <laughs> that has to be affecting the software release schedules, right? If they're looking at it going yes. like, well, there's just not there's not the install base that we would like there to have been at this point. Yeah. Or they're not a ship chip shortage. Ship a ship shortage. Yeah. So that, yeah, why roll this thing out? Like why not like delay it or there probably is more stuff that's now being um uh you know worked on to be Compatible oh, with the previous generation yeah. that maybe they were thinking this would be an exclusive. Well, I kind of thought we might have already seen the end of that. Like there was yeah, a few games that were like, because people who have the new consoles are like, these are like hamstrung or they don't look as good. Or, you know, we saw Cyberpunk have the ultimate thing of like, this is developed for a PC. It's coming out on new consoles and then it just fucked all the old consoles. Yeah. People. yeah. That was sort of on a different level, I guess, because that was also like broken in some other way. But yeah, like Halo Infinite, playing that, right. it runs really, really well um, on modern stuff. But the fact that it is being pumped into an Xbox One from 2013 as well is definitely making... I've been watching some previews of campaign stuff. Yep. And it, it, it does make it more it difficult to make it look up to modern standards. Like the only two I remember really seeing, I guess the Demon Souls remaster, Ratchet and Clank and Returnal are like mm-hmm. the, the three that have been next gen. And yeah, and getting ones that are next gen exclusives and seeing how good they look yes. and how compromised that would have to be if they were to still be being designed to run on a previous console. It's like, yeah. oh, I just want... Just a few more things like that where mm. they're just really putting the pedal down. I feel like we've been seeing it for a while too. Like, you know, we've been talking about how Horizon is doing this and, mm-hmm. and Elden Ring and, you know, there's yeah. a bunch. Yeah. But it's still going and it just reminds you when when it's time to give thanks for all those deals. Yeah. You take stock and you really think, damn. I've still got to buy a lot of PS4 games. Yeah. yeah. 
It's yeah. a Cyber Monday miracle. <laughs> you boy, what day is it? <laughs> Today, sir. Boy, it's Cyber With a Monday. stampede of people running <laughs> yeah. past. It's Cyber Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that lemon rub it up against the apples. It sure is a. It sure is a weird. It sure is a weird little uh, coming together. It's a weird little clash. Never did I think <laughs> I would see those two things battling it out side by side. A little bit like if you were to put. For example, yes. Batman up against Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, Can you even imagine what that might look like? Dude, that'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Memes, trailers, all the things that I'll be interested in from it. The game itself, who knows? Yes. Yeah, that's right, fellas. Robot Chicken, the video game, is coming down the pipe. Uh, no, Metaverses. Yes. Is, uh, no, Multiverses. Multi- multiverses. Yeah. Yeah, what? that really? sounds right. Okay. Yeah, because meta is like would be difficult to call it now. I, I bet there was a time when they were going to call it that, even maybe. But well, that's why I thought Facebook. it was called that because I I thought like, oh, this is strange that this has happened right after that. No, this is an article by Jeff Grubb on VentureBeat.com. Okay, here we go. Oh, so, oh look at the bloody knockers <laughs> on her. <laughs> you want to buy some shaggy just All off right. the back of the truck? Um, multiverse. Big carrot for your Bugs Bunny, eh? <laughs> Hope Catwoman's in there. For Can't wait to mod this. My real name's Smith, but I changed it. Bring back the original Lola. Uh, yeah, what if that was a sentence for being convicted for being like a real pervert or something and the judge is like, no jail time. However, you have to change John your name. to legally change your name to John Grubb. Barry Sexual Assaulter. Yeah, Multiverses is a Warner Brothers riff on Smash Bros. Yep. Uh, Warner Brothers, of course, the maker of Space Jam 2, a new legacy. Yep. A oh, real... Uh, yeah. Real uh, cynical cash grab mixing of IPs. Yep. And uh, this looks like it's the video game version. It may be fun, though. It's uh, obviously like a Smash Bros. style And game. I don't want to hold it to it, like, because Nintendo does it, and we're all like, oh, cool, Banjo-Kazooie's in this thing. Sure. So, you know, it, it, I, I think the fact that it is a rip-off of that the, uh, on top of... That SpongeBob thing came out yep. just bef- a minute ago. Yeah. That Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon one. one. Mm. Yeah, I thought that looked... You know, I kind of that you know obviously the right age for that to really be hitting the nostalgia mm. button right. within me, and I thought oh, this looks really cool. And in the move sets and everything, it did look like there was a lot of uh, kind of care and affection for the source material being put into it. I was kind of thinking I might get it, but then it came out and it had no voice acting in it because they've that's like a oh whole, that's a whole other thing where so you right. watched footage from it and it's like. Oh, These characters creepy. just mm. fighting wordlessly, and it's like that is, mm. or, and like no music that's like from the shows or anything like that. And that's weird. Obviously, there's other certain rights things where yeah. they can't put certain characters in and whatever, yep. which is yeah, big shame. Which this at least does have a bit more. Um, you know, they're not using IPs from yeah 20 years ago. Yeah. This is the, well, I mean, they are in some cases, but it's it's all active licenses. It's all active shit. licenses. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a Smash clone is kind of the least interesting bit of it to me but like yeah i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of ips that they could use and have in this that could be kind of cool and fun i mean because i don't know what it is about this that does give me that same reaction of like yeah because i really liked mortal Kombat that had like fucking rambo and arnold schwarzenegger and stuff show up yep i really like smash brothers um I think Fortnite is funny in yeah. the way that it does all that stuff. That's so, true. But you know what the difference is? Is like in the cases of Mortal Kombat and Fortnite, they've got like a baseline of like here's what 
the aesthetic is and here's what the actual game is. Mm. And then it's kind of fun to see a different cameo in it. Nintendo's got like a very unified kind of look and feel and it's like this is a legacy of Nintendo games. And Smash and the- Brothers is from 25 years ago or whatever, not yeah. quite that much. But like it it has an established... Its own history. Yeah. Right? And the same yes. with the Nickelodeon cartoons. It's like they were all a block of shows that were on right. at the same time. But just going the Warner Brothers licenses, that's just such right. a broad umbrella where there's that's, like yeah, there's nothing at it. all linking uh, Game of Thrones to... Shaggy, yeah. Other than the fact that they are owned by the same company, there's no like unifying kind of art style or aesthetic, or it just it truly is. It's just like, hey, the CEO decided to just flick the switch and let all these things be running around in the same camp. It doesn't feel like a fun cameo thing. It feels like all of these characters, even though they're fictional, have been forced to go on a press junket, yeah, and they have like that defeated look in their art style of like, uh. yeah, which was kind of when (laughs) Smash Brothers got to the point of like. Minecraft being in there, I was like, ah, this does seem like it's kind of a bit. This is a corporate partnership. Yeah, this is a bit off the ethos of like what this game like. But they were saying it too. I remember in like those announcement things, like Sakurai was like, we this these ones aren't our choices. (laughs) He was very upfront with like this has been handled by corporate now, right? Which is what this this coming out it feels very corporate. This is not a game developer who's passionate about making a new kind of platform brawler going to the head of WB and being like, I've got this great idea. Right. We'll it's, make it a Looney Tunes brawler and we'll have right. all the like side. If it was Bugs Bunny versus like Scooby-Doo, it's like mm. even that's a little more. But like at the point that you're having Game of Thrones in there, yeah. for whatever reason, that's the element to me that of it that feels a step too far mm-hmm. where it's like this is just completely. So what do Warner Brothers own? They own HBO. Yes. So they're all HBO. Put Larry in there. Get yeah. Larry David in there. Maybe I'm into this. I don't See, know. The more I keep thinking, because like, yeah. didn't they have a little clip in? Uh, not that I've seen it, but I remember people talking about it. There's a bit in the new Space Jam movie where they have a little clip from Austin Powers. Yes. And so I'm thinking, you get Larry David in there, you get Austin Powers yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, new I'm fighter changing approaching, my tune. and then you hear the music like dum 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 dum, and there's Carrie writing up. She's got to move to like Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big's in. Her final smash is like her finishing off the piece. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I wondered. Yeah, yeah. Samantha just fucks everyone. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. But so, like, the, you know, there's a bunch of examples here. Shaggy, obviously, we've seen Gandalf, Tom and oh, Jerry, sure. Batman. So, um, I th- yeah, I don't know why it is that this one feels like that bit where it's just gone enough where it's like, nah. Because yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, I, if Gandalf showed up in Fortnite, even, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, it just must be the tone of this particular game feels a little bad yeah and it doesn't we haven't played it yet and i think yeah like you said before we've played mortal Kombat, we've played smash bros before they started importing all these third-party characters like mm. we know what those games are yeah mm. um but i mean fortnite is a great example of like that is ready player one like that's yeah. what it is really yeah. um it just happens to be fun to play as well so. and i think it is like this is Stupid, huh? Like, it has that attitude where Ready Player One and this thing is like, can you believe it that you get to see Harley Quinn and Shaggy in the same room? Mm. Like, I think that tone is the thing that maybe with Space Jam, it's like, can you, this epic event that here comes fucking Martha Stewart and and Hellboy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, there's nothing artistic about it. It's like, just, and why are they there? And it's like, and it's like Comic Con where it feels, 
Mm. Like it's talking down to you at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. yeah. I, I often get that feeling with those like panels and stuff. If I ever see those things where it's like, yeah, you love whatever the fuck we're going to do. Because right. you're fucking the undertaker's we're, here. We're, <laughs> tricking, we're tricking you into watching an ad. Yes. And it's, it's I think the tricking thing is a, a part of it as well. Because it's like, well, we're grown adults. We can have enough awareness of this to talk about it and decide if we like it or not. Yeah. But kids don't. Kids don't have that awareness. Yeah. And I mean, with Smash yeah. Brothers, like the origin of it is like, here's all of Nintendo's characters together in one thing. Mm. It is still this unified like direction of a company that have created all these characters over the years. Whereas the novelty of seeing these Warner Brothers characters in the same thing, it's just... Companies that Warner Brothers happens to have acquired over yes. the years. Yeah. It's not like, oh, all the different art departments under this one umbrella kind of, it's, it's all them merging for the same time. It's like, yeah, they just happen to have bought HBO once upon a time. Yes. So you can now feel, they have the rights to that. Yeah. You can feel that like the internal memos about Smash Brothers when it was being made, it was the code name was something like Crazy Fighter or something. Yeah. Yep. Someone was having a bit of fun with it. And you know that this one before it was called Multiverses, it was called like, into franchise synergy opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, it, it yes. just has that grey feeling to it. That, uh, but weirdly enough, if all it was was the cartoon characters, I'd be into it. If I it think was it would Bugs help. Bunny yeah. v Fred Flintstone yeah. v Tom and Jerry v Scooby Doo. That'd be cool. That would tickle me more than... Cartoon combat or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah. that was that Nickelodeon one and people were yeah. excited for that and I didn't get swept up in that so maybe it's just not for... Like, but I, I don't know. It... it there was just something about it where it did pop off a bit on the internet. People were like, hey, look right. at this. Isn't this weird, the juxtaposition of the two characters? Yeah. Because yeah. we were talking yeah. about how... But it's like, isn't it weird that there are four companies now and so this is one of theirs? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It, it, yeah. We were talking before we started recording about how it's always funny when there's not just a trailer that goes up, not just a three-minute cut-together highlights of the game kind of showing you some features but when they make the decision to have someone high up at the studio talking to camera very earnestly about how they could not be more excited and to be fair like he does seem very genuine they do seem like i've he talks a lot the guy in the clip about how they they really do want to make this a part of people's you know, new roster of competitive mm. online games yeah. that they play. Like, well, they it would do- make them a lot of money. I, yeah. I, it felt like I, that trailer was accidentally leaked and it was meant for members of the board. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the guy's a crisis actor. I don't believe any of it. Oh, it's all cynical. <laughs> Even the fact that the term crisis actor now is so, like, maybe it's just the world and I'm cynical. Like, that's. Anyway, cool. next week we'll be featuring uh, guests from The Grub. <laughs> do go on. The worst idea of all time. Uh, we get. I, I, yeah, <laughs> Chandler will be on the show yeah. finally, Carl. Who would you want to see though? Like in this in this game, like because yeah, okay. if, genuinely, if like the if way- Larry Day, I love your suggestion before Ben of Samantha, which would just be. <laughs> Kim Cattrall famously not signed on for the Sex and the oh, City yeah, reboot, true. but she if they get her to sign on for the video game. Well, because, yeah, that would be the way to make one. Because Batman and Bugs Bunny and Scooby-Doo and whatever, mm-hmm. they're all already so heavily franchised and monetized right. Right. that it isn't surprising at all to it's see them really show up in something like this. It's really hard to get excited about Batman being in a fighting game. Yeah, yeah exactly, because yeah. he's already in six. Yes, yes. Okay, Warner Brothers apparently owns uh, Adult Swim. 
Oh so right, now this, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, get get that little redhead from uh, Cowboy Bebop, but only the <laughs> yeah. Netflix version. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick and Morty obviously is is under that umbrella. But if you if you chuck that will in, happen for sure. Yes. Chucking in the ones that aren't a part of existing franchised, like monetized things, yeah, would be a very fun way to do something like that this. It's genuinely it's like, a thrill to see. President right. Reagan at like <laughs> from you know just some weird yeah broadcasting rights that you dig up that you have. They own Frost somewhere. Nixon. The interview, so yeah, yeah. D- yeah. David Frost versus Richard Nixon. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> that, yeah. fuck. Okay, well I'd play that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's Johnny Carson. Oh, we yeah. still technically have. Like if they found a way to do the the literally the most obscure ones they yeah, could. Yeah, Riz Ahmed's character from um, The Night Of. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Versus Johnny Bravo, <laughs> yeah. for example. Okay, maybe this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> if they can, yeah, start putting in DLC. Like go the whole way. Don't just do Batman and shit who right. are already everywhere. Sure. Put in literally everything that you own. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they, if they went... If they actively, that guy in that earnest video had gone, here's what we're going to do, you know, all the stuff about we want it to be competitive and like, look. The game itself is going to be good. We're not just slapping some characters in, you know. Yeah, and we're not going to dance around it. It's a Smash Brothers clone. But Mm. guess what? Smash Brothers currently has the biggest roster of any fighting game. Well, guess what? We got more characters up our sleeves. Fuck you, Sakurai. Mm-hmm. We're coming for the record. <laughs> and we promise you that between Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, HBO, New Line Cinema, yes. we are going to end up with every fucking... We're not going to have to be putting 10 different anime characters that have a sword right, that are right, all yeah. effectively the same character. Mm-hmm. We're putting in Dr. Evil. We're putting in Cow and We're Chicken. We're putting in shit people don't care about. You know what? Here's one of the mortal engines. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there now. Fuck here's, off. Here's um, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here's uh, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Yep. Here's He's Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah. Little Nicky. Little Nicky I just looked up because uh, Rodney Dangerfield played a character in yep. Little Nicky. Oh. Here's Rodney. Here's Rodney. Get you, Rodney you, in you, there. you added the 12 mask. anime swordsmen. Here's Rodney from <laughs> Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yes. Here's Rodney from that episode of The Simpsons he did. Yes. Yep. From uh, uh, Natural Born Killers. From being on The Tonight Show. He's yeah. everywhere. He's everywhere. Just, yep. Yeah, go, go all the way. I guess, but then, that, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield being the fire emblem of this is so good. <laughs> Do we really need another Dangerfield? My God. Yes. Oh. <laughs> He's finally going to get some respect. Sounds like I'm not in the YouTube comments. Oh. Here he is oh. from that uh, anecdote that uh, Eddie Murphy told on WTF with <laughs> yes. Mark Maron last year. Yes. Hey, who knew? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we've you know this is what's great about coming in and doing the pod. We see a new story during the week. That's we all true. process it ourselves. We're not into it, and then over the course of conversation, we've all come completely around on this game. We can yeah. start to see the positives. Yeah. Yeah. So Be- this is not dated. This is sometime next year, right? It's just a very vague right yeah, twenty twenty two. I think probably. Yeah. Um. You know what's already out. Ooh. Not even 2022. You can play it right now. Right now? We mentioned it last week, but we played a bit more of it. Me and Ben. Tommy, none. None. So shut the fuck up for about 10 minutes, please. Sit back. Gladly. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, the men are talking. <laughs> um, I haven't played the originals either, so I'm... Okay. Neither have I. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Neither Shin have Megami I. Tensei. 
with five. The fifth one is out now. We've played more of it. Yep. Um, both of us love Persona 5. You played Royal and Persona 5 all the way through. Yep. And it's really weird because I love Persona 5 as well. And Shin Megami Tensei 5 is exactly the same combat, basically. Yes. And I'm just not having as good of a time, but it's still a good game. It just really doesn't have that same dressing that did have for so much with Persona. Yeah, I mean, I, I've... The weird thing is I've gone back and played Persona 4 Golden as well. Right. So, like, I liked the sort of core mechanic enough, the world, the enemy types. You know, it's like the Final Fantasy franchise where yeah. a lot of... There are a lot of commonalities, um, but not in terms of story and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, enough to, yeah, to, to, to sort of dig a bit deeper. And that sort of passion and and, you know predisposition towards this stuff isn't really helping in this case. Yeah. It doesn't... It's not helped by the fact that it is a pretty, like, uh, non-innovative visual presentation. Sure. Uh, It is also on the Nintendo Switch, so it is not... Uh, graphically blowing me away. It's, which neither did Persona 5, other than presentation-wise, but like which, technically Persona 5, but that was very high. That, that was a huge choice, yeah. clearly, in Persona of like yeah. the aesthetic. And same with 4, there's a specific aesthetic to it mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a style of writing and characterization that elevates those games. There's yeah. a reason that those games are more beloved than other JRPGs, and it's not just the quality of the graphics, it's yeah. it's the style, and that's not, yeah, it's not really present here. You can see someone loving Shin Megami and then getting into Persona and being like, oh, this is cool, this is like that, that format that I really enjoy, right? but it's just got like a really fun and breezy presentation that I've been caught up in, but it seems like a big ask to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Where it's I like guess that's it. Stripped yeah. of the yeah the fun like and to be it being fair, a fun twist on the thing you like, but when you take that away, it's like oh, this is like a more yeah serious kind of intense version of it. And mm-hmm. it's not completely without personality. Like it's all sure, still there. Sure. Like the demons are all fun and interesting to talk to. Yeah. and um, I like a lot of what it's doing. It's just that. It's drier. It is yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, it, it's like from the get go, it is very much like gods and <laughs> yeah. and important. The things. world is being attacked by demons from the netherworld. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one has played Persona Five and gotten into the cat after it's turned into a bus and gone. God, I wish this was a bit less silly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or more. It's like this is silly enough. This and is, this, yeah. yeah, it still has that silliness because it's literally the same demons and stuff from Persona. Like, right. And though they're in Persona because of this. Like, I know which way around it goes. But yes, uh, there's it. It does feel like the vanilla version. And it, like you're saying, if you if you love raspberry, mm. mm-hmm. vanilla's sweet. Yeah, but it ain't the same flavor. Which there's uh, yes. been a lot of stuff online in the last couple of weeks about how the diehards of Shin Megami Tensei are hating the fact that so many reviews are saying oh, yeah. exactly what we're I saying because Persona's yeah. the big thing that really took off here in the West before um, Shin Megami has been able to. Yep. Uh, and yes, Shin Megami came first. Persona's the spin-off. Every yep. review kind of mentions that, but. It is unavoidable because yeah. the majority of people that come to this 
um, maybe out of curiosity. They're coming to it out of curiosity because they loved Persona and yep. they've seen that this is similar. Oh, it's maybe okay. It doesn't have the teenage stuff from the you know, they're not yeah, no social links, stuff, maybe stuff it's, like that. Know, well, yeah. and also the the human characters are a bit less well drawn and interesting. That's yes. the thing I'm finding. As I am still really enjoying the mechanics of the game and like right. going through it, but it feels a lot like it. Yeah, it just is it's more self serious. Yeah. Um, it's it's doing that overarching huge sort of um, operatic plot mm. without yeah the 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 granular level of like go down to the shops with your friend and have a hamburger and then your stats go up. It just yeah, and mechanically yes, it's fine. It's JRPG combat with the status uh, you know an elemental effects of. The Persona games that we know, yep, tougher um, than Persona if you're doing it on the yep. regular difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but I'm enjoying that. And this sort of, it's not like the palaces, or it's, it's not limited dungeons. It's big open worlds, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little sub quests, there's little things you can find, and um, it, it's all done pretty well. Aside from some frame rate issues that I'm having, mm-hmm. um, it's just I'm I'm forcing myself to play it to right. talk about it. When there are other games that I'm, you know, like, I wish I was playing this other game. Right. And you know what? That's part of the other thing is this could be something where in six months, something, there's a drought or whatever, and we end up picking this back up and going like, oh, wrong. Yeah, we- this could, this could be clicks. like a... And you're not, yeah. you're, you're detached from that immediate <sighs> thing of comparing it to Persona in your head. Yep. But at the same time, JRPGs, you're often spending... Probably a hundred hours in them, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just kind of walking around, doing combat where you're just like selecting from menus and stuff. A lot of what you really do do in JRPGs, it can be pretty dry. Yeah. So the presentation really does have to do a lot of the lifting. Yes. Like I loved uh, the last Dragon Quest game because I love Akira Toriyama's artwork. Yeah. But if I really stripped it back and thought about it, it's like this is kind of no different to. That's a very very plain JRPG, sure. but I loved it because I love the art style because you just you're just basically looking at this thing. You're not doing like quick reflexes or there's not like a a really solid like gameplay loop that you get in stuck in where it feels really great to play. Yep. Even if you you know you can if you enjoy the combat, but yeah, the presentation right. if it's not if it's really not lifting you up like in well, terms of a JRPG, I always find it's like that's. That's the majority of the battle for me. And I think it's not just the visual presentation, it's the writing as well. It's mainly the writing. It's pretty straight down the line. Yeah. And pretty, not predictable necessarily, but um, it is not breaking from tradition. It's not, it's doing tropes rather than commenting on tropes. And when, yeah, the general presentation alongside that is not hugely inspiring, it's... It's just leaving me a little flat. It's not a bad game by any means. I'm enjoying it and I'm going to keep playing it, I think, because it's very... It it is easy to do in pieces a lot more than... Yep. I got really sucked into Persona, but this I'm kind of doing in little chunks, yep. Yep. which is still enjoyable. And I am liking the gameplay thing because it's... Uh, a little more difficult. It is more tactical or whatever. And it feels a bit sure. like I felt with Inscription in some ways where it's like it has this really simple set of mechanics that I'm enjoying messing with and it's giving me enough. There is a bit of grindy stuff and whatever, but it's giving me enough variety on that with new enemies and things and, and new personas to get and make and all of that. I, that yeah. I'm enjoying that part. But I agree that the writing is just the main thing that is... Um, 
not boring. It's it's just it's uh, it's just not inspiring. And there's not there's like a mystery sort of, but it's not a mystery at mm. all because like you kind of get what's going on because you've seen this thing in the twist on it versions that we have. Sure, Persona yeah. is one of which, but there are a bunch of specifically JRPGs that are doing similar stories. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, it's a little more by the numbers in that way to the point where it's less engaging, I think, in terms of the story. But the gameplay is very, very uh, satisfying. Mm. Yeah, I think exactly what you said. When there's a drought, I probably will pick it up and have a go. Um, Yeah, and it is also worth mentioning that it it has been reviewed very, very well. Like general consensus... Among and I, is that it's is that it's really good, hmm. and and amongst people who there's a uh, there's a person who listens to this who yes. is in our uh, Patreon Discord who loves this series. Yep, and, and it's Joshua. Joshua, yeah, 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 who is loving this. Right, yeah, 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 and it has been. This is we sort of like had a little pre-show pre-show chat, and I was like, I don't want to be too negative and spend too much time on how mm. you know I'm not in love with this game because the fans of it, like Josh, yeah. would have been super keen <laughs> to just. Josh hear. was like, I, I've sunk 15 hours into it already. I was like. Didn't it come out like six hours ago? This was like on the day of release. I was like, they invented a time machine. How is this is possible. Yeah, but like I, 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 I do think it's good too. So like, that and I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I think I'm not enjoying playing it, which is an absolutely subjective experience. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I, I do also think that it is very much being a slow burn thing, and it is happy to do that, which is part of a circumstance thing rather than uh, mm. as in there is lots of other stuff going on at the moment. Yes, so. It's uh, nice weather. I'm trying to get outside a lot. It's you know what you can do with a switch, though. <laughs> you can take it with you to that rooftop party. Take it over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. I'll take it over to the park. Sit in the park. Play my What's switch. What's up, everybody? Who wants a lemon? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we are sitting here in Ben's living room, surrounded by his drawings that he's done of Lady Anne over the years. So I guess that's true. I guess it was never going to be able to stack up. She was my favorite of um, the Persona Five. Um, you know what else is my favorite? What? Manscaped. Out of everything, yeah, out of my fa- out of everything, it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Is, Manscaped's your favorite Manscaped. persona character. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you get to level ten, it'll shave your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what is not my favorite? What's not having really hairy dick and balls? <laughs> 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 you don't want him to be really hairy. Yeah, you yeah. know that. Yeah, the song uh, I saw Mummy kissing Santa. Okay, right. <laughs> where's this going? That wouldn't be written today. Yeah, because uh. the kid would be able to clearly see his father's penis. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> Identify it you mean yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't be that big white shaggy Bunch of pubic hair that The kid <laughs> yes. mistook for a beard Right yes. right. <laughs> That's right. what the copy here says For Manscaped No it's a holiday season It is yeah It's gift giving season Yeah uh, Christmas is coming up Thanksgiving might be happening now As mentioned earlier We don't know when it is Who yep. knows uh, But definitely the holidays will show up Yep They happen every year God Hanukkah, damn it Christmas oh. And I'm sick of it. You're not taking time off just to go see your family. <laughs> yeah. You get paid $1 an hour. Yeah, he's talking enough for you. He's talking to us, Tommy. He, oh, clearly, this is the business that Knox runs. Yeah. So. I'm not reliving anything. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's Christmas is coming up and a good present uh, genuinely. Genuinely, oh, yes. yes. The Manscaped stuff, uh, some of that is great for gifting. Yeah, Absolutely. Don't, don't get your dad's socks this year. No. Get him a pub- throw him in your ugly, disgusting face. Exactly. <laughs> Tell your dad subtly that you've been thinking about his dick. Yeah. Get him a Manscaped lawnmower. Or... You've been thinking about his nose hairs. Yes. Which is more of a real thing you might think about. Right, right, right. And genuinely, I've been thinking about his face. You can just use these on your face. There's no... They're very good trimmers that Manscaped make. Mm -hmm. They are. The the products that they create are good. No pinching, no nicking or anything. You've got to buy them. (laughs) (laughs) If you're ever going to use it on the face, I reckon make that call once you get it out of the box. Yeah. Because... Once you're using it downstairs, <laughs> that's a big mental barrier to get over. Yeah, like, it's purely oh, this mental can, uh, though. This mm-hmm. can go on the face. No Water worries. cleans anything. You don't want to be on a date going in for a smooch. And, and remembering and the lady saying, oh. your face smells like a hairy dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me before I used the Manscaped uh, lawnmower, though, unfortunately. Well, you can get, uh, if you're thinking about gifting someone somewhere, yep. one of these things, and I genuinely go have a look at them because yeah. there's gifts there that it's Manscaped, but it doesn't have to just be for men. It can no. be for anybody. And mm. uh, you get 20% off of your purchase if you would like to use the code FILTHY, and you get free shipping as yep. well. Yeah. They'll ship it straight. To your gift receiver's door mm-hmm. Then they'll open just the regular packaging And you'll go, give me that And try and get it off them Before they can look at it yeah. And then you wrap it in separate packaging yeah. And then hand it back yeah, to yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love Christmas <laughs> <laughs> You could, uh, of course, if you're uh, if you're someone with a male partner mm-hmm. It's the perfect gift It is very good Yeah, you I would a love male to partner like Australia Post? Yeah, yeah. DHL Yeah, yeah Toll well, t- um, maybe not tall. Fast way. Careers, please. Their name <laughs> to Aramex because they were so bad yeah, that to yeah. get around Google reviews, they switched <laughs> their name over. Yeah. FedEx. Just got something from a FedEx yep. uh, delivery oh. man. It's only just doing on me what a funny name Couriers Please is. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the DHL guy who comes to my house has a Southern Cross tattoo on his neck. Oh. I only just noticed that the other day. I'm Proud like, Australian. I hate this. <laughs> I'd rather a bloody DSL guy, if you know what I mean. Some broadband? No. Uh, (laughs) Along with uh, the 20% off you can get uh, using our code, separately, Manscaped are doing a 25% off sale. Site wide. For Black Friday and Cyber Monday, is that? That's right. From the 22nd of November through to the 29th, the the site will give you 25% off pretty much, yeah, literally everything. That's what it says here. Yep. Um, So, yeah. Uh, use our code. Use the site uh, site wide twenty five percent off sale. Whatever you choose to do, uh, support Manscaped because they support us, and they can support your gift giving needs or your self buying needs. Mm. Yeah, you know, Manson what I- had two ribs removed so he could self buy. <laughs> what you know what you what. <laughs> How do you Very ever buy good. a turkey? How do you ever find Wait. out the price of a turkey? Hang on, what? I've what? never bought a turkey. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. If you, I've oh. never bought a turkey. Yeah. But how do you go up to someone and ask the price of a turkey? Because you'd be like, if you, if in this situation, mm. you have to be someone who only speaks in olden days slang. And so you're trying to find out the price of a turkey. You're like, let's talk turkey. And he's like, I always do. Mm. You're like, but no, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's talk turkey. And How much like, is that turkey? Are turkey. you calling me a turkey? <laughs> yeah. That's rude. You could have any sort of misunderstanding that I'll later edit out of this podcast. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in you can't situation. edit out your bad jokes and leave our ones in. Yes, I can. <laughs> so you're, wait, I'm so going to pitch st- the voice up and it's Tommy. <laughs> no, you just have to like go, well, I think, and then just go, beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So at least you're taking on some sort of responsibility. Okay. People think you might have said something bad. Careers, so when you said please. you're only talking in olden times speak, and so you think back in the day, every sentence started with "Let's, let's talk. talk turkey." If you were talking, if you were, no, let's, talk, let's turkey, talk turkey. Just if you wanted to know the price of something, yeah, let's is that an turkey. olden days phrase? I think so. Doesn't okay. sound recent. Mummy, mm. that's recent. <laughs> mm. Choke me, daddy. That's very yeah, recent. That's true. less recent, yeah. I reckon. Mm, Let's true. talk turkey. Choke me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair price. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking as we were ten minutes ago of buying things for yourself, yes. uh, something that I bought for uh-huh. myself a little while ago, and blow me down if it isn't one of the best investments I've ever made because I've now finished it to the point of completion. You, how can you finish a fedora? <laughs> um, jail <laughs> I've clocked the fedora <laughs> I reached the end of the fedora Yes um, Inscription I've now oh. finished it uh, Been talking about it for many weeks in a row now mm. we, uh, we will be talking about it in the game of the year Ep at the end of the year Yeah, yeah. Well, well specifically we're going to do spoilers Well spoilers. yeah and we haven't discussed this now But should we talk about spoilers after this And do a little sealed section Ooh. For anyone who's interested Maybe we'll save it for game of the year I feel we'll like we have been saying I was going to suggest that we at some point Maybe soon We we do our spoiler chat and bank it I mean, So could, that it stays slot it into the Yeah Okay yeah. maybe I, It will come up during game of the year And we will talk about it then That, yeah. was, that was the deal we made I think <laughs> we want to give people A bit more time to have played it Because maybe they're thinking I Like s- they've got like another month So well I highly recommended it After finishing it Ben highly recommended it After finishing it yes. Tommy Worst thing I've ever played Ah <laughs> 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 uh, yeah Absolutely loved it Yeah um, Yeah cool. really had such a good time with it uh, Yeah What it uh, Like so Finished it The reason I bring it up Yeah finished it and had never played a deck building oh, yeah. game before and, and really, really wanted to kind of just move straight into another game of that style. Mm-hmm. And so I've been playing Slay the Spire because that is the probably the next biggest well, – it, well, it's bigger than Inscription. Yeah. Um, mm. It's on more things. It's been around longer. Yeah. So it kind of is the biggest uh, – Example of that type of game. I, I guess think so. it's certainly the one that people always. You've got your Hearthstones and shit like that, like yeah. those kind of like dedicated card games that are, that are closer to a Magic: The Gathering kind of one, right? Yeah, that's. T- I haven't played Slay the Spire, so is it? It's well, Slay I would Spire, love to hear about it. <laughs> it. Well, I've also been playing it. I okay. recommended it to Tommy because I played it a while back and was like, "Hey, this is pretty good," but this kind of game isn't my thing. And I went back. It's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. Installed cool. it again, and I've been playing it most of the week. And so, is inscription like a like a gateway? Like it clicked in that you know how sometimes a game will click in an entire genre for you or something. I, I think less so, to be honest. Right. Maybe I do need. Maybe Hearthstone is the one I need to give a crack because I don't know if you anymore. Well, the thing that good. I'm not really, I, and I probably just need more time with it. But the thing so far that I'm not liking about Slay the Spire coming from Inscription and just mm. basically wanting to play more of that, is that it's not presented enough like a card game for me. Oh. I wish it was just like I was. Look, I, I want to be literally looking at a table. I liked right. the way like card placement in Inscription really matters. Like you, okay. you really – like you could – you could convert that game and turn it into an actual physical card game. Yes. I really liked that about it. This feels more like you are just playing a battle section of a JRPG, but you happen to just be kind of getting these random sets of moves in your hand that you yep. can use it. It's like it is yeah, it's like 
RPG combat if the movesets were kind of randomised. Yes. Yeah. And it's still good. I, I like everything that's there. I don't dislike it. It's mm. just a bit – it's not uh, – like I came to it wanting a very Damn, specific – you really liked it. Pardon me? You <laughs> came to it. Oh, Wowee. <laughs> do you reckon if you were buying a turkey, but <laughs> yep. right, you were yep. in the country of Turkey, what do you reckon would happen Ooh. then? Anyway, sorry, but what were you saying? Can you- I have a turkey and they're like, what you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't actually think about it because it's really. <laughs> I, stand, I stand bull. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you want love a bull? Bulls. You love bulls? <laughs> Chicago bulls or a specific bull? Um, I get what you mean because yeah, I, I just it's it's I yeah not I'm not shitting on it. I'm not not enjoying it, mm. but it just is not scratching that itch, which is the reason that I downloaded it onto my console of choice. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say came to it again, and oh, I didn't want to give you the right, opening. Right, right. It, give you the opening. Okay, <laughs> now let's talk. Um, the thing with Slay the Spire is as. As Inscription is a deconstruction of the genre, Slay the Spire is like a mixture because it mm. is all it is a roguelike card uh, deck-building game. Right. Yep. Which is the, the similarity with Inscription. They're both roguelike for s- sections of them. Uh, this is the entire game. The entire game is this exact mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays out very similar with like a top-down map where you like battle and then you got a fork, and Branch it's either parts, you know yeah. item or um, camp or you know or a boss, but with okay. better rewards. And again, yeah, you do get cards that you can you hang on to. You can buy extra cards. You get rewarded with cards. So all that stuff is very similar to Inscription. Mm. But yeah, then the gameplay is more like you have a character that you are, and you have certain buffs and upgrades and you know things that are different based on which character you choose Mm -hmm. and when you play a card um you'll either have a defensive or or an offensive and if it's it's a defense you play it onto your character okay and there's no board it's it is like a character here and an enemy there and you're like playing attack cards on your enemies playing defenses and buffs on your character right so it doesn't look like a board game but uh i'm loving it i don't know why i love it this time as opposed to that first time Mm. going back to it um, from Inscription, it is a more traditional deck-building game, um, but I just I'm I'm loving it. I think I've figured out maybe the mental mechanics of how to approach the combat. Okay, through Inscription, and right. it, it does apply to this, and and the, the sort of like having a discard pile and getting your cards back, and yeah. and I don't want this card. I want that card. Exactly. That's that what I say to the screen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbours are really worried about me. Um, but it, it's clicked for me and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying how difficult it is because, you know, there's a lot of... Um, it gives you a lot of game to play because of that. Right. Um, I'm going to copy-paste this segment and put it in six months' time about Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And you know, it is weird c- to talk about a game like Shin Megami Tensei Five and break it down to those mechanics and then have a card game you've been playing that like literally breaks the mechanics down into cards. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just working for me. It's faster. You know, it's, it's very fast-paced. You know, cool. the roguelike nature means just you die, you start again. You don't take as long to get back to where you were because you're getting much better tangibly at the game as you go. Okay. Um, I really like it, and it's on Game Pass, and it's worth a try if you liked Inscription or yeah. you want to get into this kind of game. It is good. I think I need to put a bit more time into it and just kind of t- you know, take it for what it is because at right. the moment I'm just wishing myself that there was like a mobile version of Inscription 
that I, is just the first bit of it. Yeah, yeah. As an actual roguelike. Yeah. And I could just play that again and again and again and again because I got yeah. really just hooked on that that style and that mechanic. Um, and yeah, that's that's it's no fault of the game, but that's my biggest problem with it is that it's not. It's not exactly it's the not same exactly, as this other game. Yeah, it's yeah. not a new version of the exact same thing that I was really enjoying and just wanting to play more of. Well, if anyone listening knows of a game that is more similar to Inscription in terms of that kind of card placement, mm. um, roguelike uh, deck building game, I also want to play that. Yeah. So let, let us know. This is sort of different, but there's a mobile game called Solitarica that I reckon is really good. Okay. And I played okay. a bunch of during one of the lockdowns. And I don't think I ever really talked about it on here. No, I, I don't remember. So it is like a combat version of Solitaire where you are you have an enemy in front of you mm-hmm. who has like rows of Solitaire-style cards. So one at the front turned over with a number on it. Oh, yeah. And then a, a, a deck behind that. Yeah. That is basically their health. And you've got you get a card, and it if it, it is a sequential number to one of the numbers there, you can play it, and then you get like attack power or defense power or something depending on the symbol on that card. Okay, mm. yep. And you are building up over the course of your run um, different abilities or items that will help you to like. If you have four attack power, you can slash at one card and get rid of it and the ones on the sides or whatever. This is very similar to Slay the Spire with certain right. powers and things that you get, yeah. you build up from beating bosses and stuff. Yeah. It is super fun. Okay. Uh, it looks I, cool. I, I like how it looks look visually. It I think it's like five bucks or something on iOS at least. It's it's a roguelike as well. It is, yeah. Yep. It's a run-based thing. Yep. And then there's different decks you can get that aren't that different from one another but mm. will have sort of different focuses. Um, I, it takes a while to get good enough at it that you're getting through the whole run, but yep. it, it's very fucking satisfying and enjoyable. Mm. So, uh, I reckon Solitarica is worth having a look at. Oh, yeah, at. this looks neat. It, yeah. has, it, it does, yeah, also sound like it has a lot of crossover with Slay the Spire of, yeah, buying different cards, buying different yeah. potions and shit. It's a few years old at this point now, like to the point where on a newer phone it looks a little weird because it was made for when they were like iPhone 4s or 5s. Yeah, 2016, uh, yeah, okay. this review is from. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but I really, really like it, and it's very Moorish mm. uh, and <laughs> very easy to go go simply in on. Huh? There's a bit just funny as you were saying about how it looks a little old now on phones. There's a uh, there's a gameplay video of it here on YouTube. PC UHD 4K 60 frames per second. Probably don't need to worry about that, wow. given that it's just <laughs> a five-year-old card game. <laughs> yeah, running in vertical four, 540p yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very fun and it's simple and easy to learn because it's basically solitaire. Right. You are trying to put a card down that it's like Uno has a similar up or down number. Yeah. Yep. If there's a three, you could play a two, but you could also play a four. Oh. Do you want to play a four or a five? Snap. Next. Uh, you've got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun cool. and I, I recommend it. I'm, that sounds I'm great. Completely yeah. forgot to talk about it on here. Now, what do you all guys think about Mass Effect getting a TV show? Oh, yeah. I saw that you posted that in our chat before. <laughs> on Amazon. fucking Amazon. I mean, number one problem, Amazon. I don't know any good shows they've I was done. talking to someone about this. The Boys is pretty good. I know yeah. one good show they've <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Mm. Like a lot of people, I ended up subscribing to every streaming service right. during the lockdown. Yeah. And just, you know, all of a sudden it's like you just realise, oh, I should probably do a bit of... A bit of a cull. bit of a cull. Mm. And going, Prime, you're on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Apple Plus, 
you would be on the chopping block, but if I think it, I've bought enough new Apple products in the last couple of years yeah. that I've now got six free years of Apple yeah. TV. Ted Lasso is good. Yeah. I'm never going to watch it. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Sure. It doesn't seem like it's to my taste, but also there are other things on Prime that I thought I would like. The Man in the High Castle is a, like one of my favourite books, and right. it's just a bit lacklustre. Something I'll talk about on the bonus episode coming up yeah. Monday uh, also is in that category. Yeah. I didn't hate Invincible. Oh, There's right. a couple things they've made on there, but yes, Mass Effect just, is something that yeah. in particular seems like it would be difficult to adapt the kind of cheesy B-movie tone that they have in the yeah. games yeah. and make it appealing on a TV show. Similar to how I feel about the fact that Halo's getting right. its TV debut Well, like, soon. The, the best versions of... At least Mass Effect is like the 1977 Star Wars movie. Right. You know, it is like a... Schlocky practical effects, but fun space opera like that yeah. is, and that's what inspired Mass Effect. But it's Star Trek and stuff, yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah. Deep uh, Space Nine in particular, right? Is the right. Citadel, which is like the fun bit of seeing all these different alien species all be like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could all speak, but <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all drowning. Yeah, fuck you, space water. So, I don't know. I don't have any faith necessarily in this level of production doing it justice. Really, it's just... I think it's just HBO where I'm like, yeah, this will be good, but... The Last of Us thing is the one right. adaptation that seems like it's in the right direction. I don't, yeah, I don't... It's... It'll probably... My assumption whenever they announce any video game thing is being made into a filmed piece of media is that it won't actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, we hey. had a bit of it. There's a big slate of them yeah. at the moment. It feels like... Yeah. Just something in the air where it's like, all right, let's have a... I mean, they tried for ages to get comic books to catch on. Right. And it didn't really ever happen outside of a few outliers. And then all of a yeah. sudden, yeah. however it happened, something something clicked and the magic was there or a slash it was just the right time in yeah. culture for people to be receptive to it. So between Uncharted, Last of Us series, Halo TV series... They're redoing Resident uh, Evil Mass or Effect, is that There's come a new out? Resident Evil movie out. I think now or very soon. The Witcher, I didn't like, but people are fans of. Yeah, Henry yep. Cavill loves it. He's yeah, always, I yeah. always see things popping up of like, Henry Cavill wants to die doing The Witcher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got friends uh, yeah. who are into the series who don't right. play the game. So that's yeah, interesting. So those yeah. Yeah, maybe in a year's time, we're going to be that's like, the, this will be like, you know, if, if all of those things hit, then it'll be yes. the new. It'll be the new comic book thing where it's and like, oh, what's another video game we can adapt? True. At the time, and I replayed them a couple, like, right before those remasters were fucking announced, but Mass Effect is a great series of three games. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, like... The story and the characters specifically yeah. are fantastic. So, really enjoyable. Yeah. But I think more than a lot of video games, being a part of what was going on was a key element to those games. Like, yeah. I don't know if, if I'd have watched that story in a less participatory way. Yes. If I'd have gotten involved. I mean, obviously wouldn't have gotten involved, but if I'd have gotten into it as, as much. engaged. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of felt the same about the Last of Us series being right. announced. Right. It's like, yeah, I've played, surely like playing it is the best version of experiencing that story. Yeah. But thinking about it more and more, it's like, it's HBO, it probably will be good, mm. and I'll definitely watch it, and I can enjoy it with my partner who doesn't play video games, right. where if they nail what's good about the story in the video game, for because they, I feel like they kind of have to make these things for people that aren't invested in the video games. Mm. I have gone through As much, I don't know. Like I've gone through and watched the cutscenes of 2 with my girlfriend because yeah, I told right, her right. about... 
the game and the story of it for some reason. They were like, well, can we play it? And I was like, nah, it's like 20 hours. Yeah. I don't fucking want to spend that much time with you. You're fucking <laughs> suffocating me. But I mean, like, I, yeah, I had a, a partner who was really interested in watching me play Firewatch. Right. And right. I was like, this is a, a good story. We and did Little Nightmares 2 together. Right, yeah. right, right. But uh, when it is a 20-hour game, yeah. that's off-putting, not in a way that a series isn't. So, But yeah. I feel like a series yeah. of... I feel like a video game adaptation, a comic book adaptation, you you can appeal to people who are fans of the comic book because it's like you're seeing it come to life. Yeah. But with a video game, especially a, a more recent video game, it's looking very lifelike anyway. And you're taking away the interactivity. You ta- right. Yeah, so I yeah. feel like they, they probably... Yeah, they. I, I would imagine they are more just going, let's imagine someone watching this who's got no familiarity with mm. the source material at mm-hmm. all. That's how it feels like The Last of Us one is. It's right. a retelling of that first game, which yeah. does make me quite uninterested in the show because right. I know what that Even if it's is. good, you know it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. it is, yeah, an adaptation in a way that, that, that like... Like a remake of a movie or something like that, where yeah, is is King Kong two thousand and five mm-hmm. the the thing that you really want to or six, whatever probably six right because when was Return of the King oh four three oh maybe it was end of three yeah okay yeah we yeah, could yeah. Google it um, well you know speaking of uh, taking an experience and having it slightly mm-hmm. like it's shown back at you mm-hmm. in a slightly filtered and. Semi watered down version. <laughs> yes, I've been getting into that cloud gaming this week. Oh yeah! Oh, I gave I, the so, uh, man yeah, Xbox okay. cloud gaming a bit of a run. Yes, uh, and this is the one that's just come out in mm. Australia. The, so you were able to do streaming from your console for a while here. Yeah, but the actual cloud gaming service that's included with Game Pass that runs in a browser. This mm. is you can do it anywhere. Yeah, there's mm. no. Uh, there is an Android app for it. There's no Apple app for it. You just um, do it in Safari, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. right. And then you can like save that page as like a little. Uh, oh yeah, shortcut like a little app. Home I see. Yeah. So you don't right. have to like put the URL in every time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a little go of that in bed the other night and found that uh, it ran. I didn't, uh, you know, I couldn't be fucked getting up to go and get my controller. So it's just there's there's a couple of things that you can play touch screen oh, control. Yeah. Right. So like Banjo Kazooie, you can play oh, with right. like a you know as if you're using the thumbstick on the yep. side of the screen. But anything newer, you can't do that with. So I gave Banjo Kazooie a little go on there and was like, this this actually feels pretty good. This feels like it's running pretty smoothly. So I went online and bought one of those uh, backbone things, which mm. is like a little um, controller for a phone. It's like a little, it little expands. extendable arm, and you, yeah, you. There's your a razor one in. called a Kishi as well. That is mm. something I've looked at before. Yeah, getting maybe yeah. I just, I just bought the out. Microsoft one for the fact that I think probably the most I use it will be for the Xbox Cloud thing because yep. it works. Well, like I'm, I'm not someone who's very like tapped into like latency issues. It's one of yeah. those things. I guess it's like frame rate. Some people probably really notice it, and other people not so much. But in my experiences with it, I found it to be pretty good. Like, admittedly, I've only really been playing uh, Forza and some. What was the other thing I was playing? Things that are not like you know pretty Slay the like. Spire? Pardon? Slay the Spy? No, things that are pretty kind of like low stakes right. kind of, you know, in, in what you're doing in them. So it's like if there is like a little hitch or a little lag here and there, it doesn't, you know, it's not going to completely fuck the game and mm. the experience for you. But it works 
it works really well. And it's kind of exciting to realise that it works as well as it does in a country with quite possibly some of the worst internet in the world Mm -hmm. and then realise like, oh, yeah, if I was travelling, like if I was in Japan or America and I can just access all my Xbox games. Mm. And it's and also the big benefit is that you're not downloading it onto your phone. So you're right. you're opening it up and you're playing four to five immediately. You're not yeah. having to do the hundred gig download onto a device. It's just there and it's picks up your save from where it is on whatever whatever other device you're playing it on. It's fucking great. Wow. And yeah, obvi- surely like some people would be Having issues with it, I haven't. I certainly haven't played it enough to right. get to a point where because you're playing it over Wi-Fi and like yes, mm. as on a relatively fast internet connection. Yeah, not for a Australia, yeah, but yeah, like, a good one, not a crazy. Yeah, there's definitely mm. there'd be places that have better internet than me, but um, and f- and I mean, if you're on five G, is probably better mm. than okay. what my home internet would be. It it all depend on yeah. latency and then. Send and response times and all that. And yeah. you can imagine, you know, I can imagine being like, you know, traveling and being like, oh, great, I'll, I've got a bit of time to kill in my room. I'll play some Forza. And then the hotel internet just not being up to scratch. You right. are always going to be at the mercy of that yep. kind of stuff. Obviously, uh, flights, unless you're on one of the um, select few flights where you can get very, very good internet on mm-hmm. the flight. Uh, it's not going to be an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even then, it's it's often quite expensive and whether uh, yeah. it's yeah, worth it. Exactly, but yeah. it Just is buy yourself a travel Xbox <laughs> if you've got the kind right. of good yeah. Wi-Fi speed flight money. Mm. But it is exciting to to have it work as well as it does, even with those caveats. Yeah, and it is still a very new thing to think like. And yeah, once I kind of saw that it worked really well, I was like, I'm going to get one of these little phone controllers and then chuck it in the bag, and then yeah, if I'm if I'm, if I'm away and can just tap into the Xbox library, that's fucking great. So that does, does, sound cool. does this make the Steam Deck redundant? And does it make the Switch less appealing? Uh, no, for the fact that... Um, well, with the Switch, it's like everything with Nintendo, it's down to their party library. Games. Yeah. And, it's, and you're still going to have that Wi-Fi issue. Mm. Is yes. The fact that you have to be on the internet. Yeah. Um, I, I still am keen to get a Steam Deck to just have all the library mm. saved and able to play. Like until you can just have great internet on a plane and be able to play these cloud games like literally wherever you are. Right. Regardless of the, of you know, oh, right, I'm in a hotel with sort of dodgy internet, which is still obviously a long way off. Um, yeah, I think I would still go in on, on, a, on a Steam Deck mm. for sure. Um, I've always meant to give this a go because how is that backbone thing, the controller? It's a great controller. Okay. It feels really good. So this is like a third-party manufacturer? No, this it's is, Microsoft. It is Microsoft. Yeah. Really? Right. It, okay. The, the sticks and the buttons feel – and it, it basically is all told the, uh, maybe slightly smaller than a Joy-Con. Yep, but it just all feels better. And right. again, it's that frustrating thing where it's like, God, I wish they would. Mm. I wish they would revise some of the design stuff of the Switch and get those sticks feeling a little nicer, get those buttons feeling a little nicer, get those triggers feeling a bit better. Yeah, um, it's not by heaps. It's still not like a you know, it's not an Xbox Elite controller, which mm. I never mentioned it, but I bought one of them during lockdown and love it. It's such right. a good controller. The sticks feel so good. Okay, it's obviously it's not up to that level, but as a Portable thing for uh, being able to do your cloud gaming, do your 
PS Remote Play if you're just in right. bed or in another part of the house. Yes. Um, and then also, yeah, there's a ton of stuff on Apple Arcade and just apps that, that have controller support as well. Yeah, true. Um, and it feels great. It locks in there. It's very snug. And then you just, yeah, you're playing a little... You play a little game on your phone. Okay, it's really good. It's a really good little peripheral. Okay. I think I think Backbone is a different company, but they make like Xbox branded controllers. Yeah, right. Uh, I, oh, really? Because uh, I bought it from the Microsoft store, and it's got Microsoft shit all over the box. Yeah, I think they're a separate thing, but they like make them they're for an official Xbox provider. Oh, okay. That makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Like Belkin. Yeah, like those types of companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm having an absolute Belkin today, <laughs> <laughs> mate. <laughs> The other day, she gave me a Belkin. <laughs> she gave you a Belkin? Yeah, mate. She's fucking filthy, mate. <laughs> Someone go add that to um, Urban Dictionary. Yeah, getting a Belkin. What do Belkin make specifically? Uh, like the like headphones and chargers and stuff. They make chargers. Oh, okay. Like car, car adapta- adapters. That sort shit of like thing. that. Okay, right. So, yeah, yeah okay. Getting head while you're charging your phone. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it does look like, yeah, Backbone, like, all Arc- Apple Arcade is on their Xbox, PlayStation, Stadia, Steam. So they're a partner with a lot of it's official a per- providers. peripheral for a phone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just all the remote shit even just is great. Like, yeah. just, yeah, just going. And it looks, I'm the design gonna, visually, it looks great. Yeah. It's cool. The only, the, the only annoying thing, and this is nothing to do with, this is not the fault of the manufacturer at all. It's nothing to do with them. Doing a bit of remote play stuff with a specifically PS5 game that is using the haptic trigger stuff. Right. You you can't do because yep. it's. But that's. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just a, it's just a, a odd little things. And uh, at this point in time, there's very few games that. Um, As we said before, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. You yeah, can I mean, also very easily connect Xbox controllers and stuff to iPhones as well. You can, so, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. There's lots of different that's options true. for that. I really have been meaning to give this shit a go forever, but because we've been home for so long, yeah. there's been no real cause to. So I'm, I'm. this I, is the little kick I needed in the pants. Yeah, my, my trying out of it was literally based on me remembering someone mention it a while ago and be like, I wonder if you can even get that in this country yet or if they've even said when you can get it. It was like Googling a couple that, of weeks ago. Right. Mm. Yeah. Googling that and then finding that it was just up and then going like, oh, but I bet I have to do a bunch of bullshit and then just like clicking a button and like literally from two minutes even less after me thinking, maybe I'll Google <laughs> this and see if they're rolling it out yet. I was right. playing Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. It really is really easy to get it started cool. up on your phone. You don't mm. need to... Download any extra thing. You don't need to. Yeah, it just it loads up pretty instantly. It's the dream of Stadia that never yeah, really came true for us. I've been calling whoever's at home and asking them to describe to me what's happened on the Xbox and then telling him what to put in. <laughs> and I feel like an idiot for that now. <laughs> you can only play chess, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're going to have. Kazooie by mail is not a fun experience. <laughs> I think eventually they're going to have a. Version of it on Xbox consoles. Yeah, that's so you the could idea, stream right, is to have right. a Series S that you could be playing Series X level or even a one graphics. Right? Or, yeah, yeah. Right. It just looks a little kind of fil- filtery, right. but it's, so it's not like quite that crispness. But again, if 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 you financially don't have the option of upgrading and your internet is good enough, yeah. When we're a- getting to the point where there's exclusives that are coming out on the Series X and above or whatever, yeah, that, yeah. And yeah. just having access to Game Pass and not having to download stuff first, right? Just that is being the like, big, oh, okay, yeah. I can play any of these 150 games by just hitting start, and they, they, that's it. They're like, like they're playing. Yeah, I read a big, I read a, a review of a guy basically saying that, saying right. like, I, I am. 
tr- tr- this is that you sacrifice a bit in quality, but it means that in the space where I had to wait for one thing to download, I've tried eight things out to yeah. see if I want to. Uh, if I, if I want to play yeah, more of them, yeah. yeah. Forza Horizon Five is like 105 gigabytes yeah. or something. Yeah. To buy one of those two terabyte SSD expansion things for the Xbox is the same price as a Series uh, X, almost. Yeah, right. Yes. Like it, it is a big deal. It is becoming more and more of a big deal. And yeah. as internet gets better, streaming gets more accessible. And by gum, I think they're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it won't amount to anything. It's a fan. Yeah, it's it's like 3D movies. The kids are gonna go back to Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I guess that is going to do us for this week yes. on Filthy Casuals. Thank you for joining us. Check out filthycasuals.com.au. we got the links to all the other stuff that we do. We're on Patreon. Oh, yeah. You can support the show and get a bonus episode every week. And uh, a little video, uh, early absolutely. access. We're playing Detroit Become Human. You mm-hmm. asked for it. We're doing it. Uh, yep. We're about four, uh, four episodes into playing that. It's... Uh, Fun. Tommy's in control. And yep. He is a loose cannon. <laughs> Setting a precedent for anything you ask for, we'll do. <laughs> yep. So don't abuse that privilege. <laughs> but it'll be behind a paywall. <laughs> yes. Check all those out. Yeah, we got tons and tons of videos yes. up there at the moment. Uh, we played a bit of Halo. Mm-hmm. We've been playing this uh, crappy Russian <laughs> horror game that we that Ben found on the PSN store. Yeah, the thrilling conclusion of that will be up in the next seven days. Yep. Heaps of stuff on there. Check all that out. Uh, Guys, thanks very much for listening. We will see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Uh, Like Zoinks, Gandalf. That was a pretty good episode, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't bad. I was happy with that. That was really good. (laughs) Who was that meant to be? That was Gandalf. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.